Good people, good people. This is another show of pre-match Muti, a show where we talk about the upcoming fixtures of the Premier League. We've got our usual squad here, Wonga, Nick, Suelo, and then we've got a new guy. We've got a super sub. His name's Rich. He's our West Ham affiliate, or should I say representative, and he's mainly here to talk smack down on Liverpool and what the, the chances are this weekend. Hey, Rich. Welcome to the team. Thanks so much, Klaus. Thanks for having me, mate. Yeah, no problem, man. We're going to start off, like I said, with the fixtures, but we're going to kick off with Burnley, Chelsea. Now, Mosa couldn't make it today. He had a family emergency. but So we're just going to we're gonna touch on basic things. And I'm going to start off with the first thing for the Burnley fact. It might peeve Nick a little bit, is that they have a £200 million bid that's going through a potential takeover at Burnley, which seems like a, a really positive thing for them. And I, I can only imagine that would make you upset, Nick. Nick's already I think it's a touchy subject, Winneka. I think Rich will agree with me. I think there's been a couple of takeovers that have sort of been simmering around West Ham and Newcastle the last couple of years. And it's if a, if a team like Burnley sort of propels himself ahead of a, a club like Newcastle, I'll be, I'll be enormously gutted. Um, but at the end of the day, let's be honest with you, the Premier League is going that way. And there's going to be takeovers left, right and centre for the smaller teams. Um, call it in the next five, six years. Except with for your group, team, which you consider as a big team. Except for my team. Except for my okay. team. My team's a right. big team, but a very small team at the same time. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> right. we, uh, we, we, I mean, for, for, for the Premier League itself, I think it will be good. Um, you know, more investment into the league, uh, better players. It is why the Premier League is the best league in the world. And I think I have this argument with a lot of people. And I, there's, a, there's a specific uh, reporter for, uh, I think it's Kickle for Ladume. His name's Clint Roper. I love to troll that guy because all he does is speak about how incredible <laughs> the, the La Liga is compared to, to the Premier League. Um, and he bases it only solely on uh, Champions League and, and Europa League results. So... Listen, it will be a good thing, obviously, gutting for, for a team like mine, um, possibly for Rich as well. Um, I just want someone to just come and try. I told you guys this on Tuesday. I just want to try. I want to try a little bit harder. And yeah. I, still, I don't want to kick the ball forward to, to Callum Wilson, who, who controls the ball and all the players are still in the six-yard box. Like I, I just, I just, I'd like to do a little bit better than that. If yeah, we can do that, enough, this, I'll be a little bit happier. And, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna touch on the the Newcastle Everton yeah. game coming up. But talking about this two hundred million takeover bid, it's coming from an Egyptian guy by the name of Mohammed Al Kananshki or whatever. So I wouldn't be surprised if there are a whole bunch of Egyptian players that begin flooding into the Premier League, apart from Mo Salah, maybe all his cronies coming in. Also, if Pizza Musamani has a good spell in Egypt, I mean, possibly a job in the Premier League. What do you say, Sid? <laughs> that would be actually quite cool. You know, seeing seeing Peter in the, the Premier League, uh, and, and, and and he can come with these post-match interviews. There's there's no one with post-match interviews like him. When when Sundown used to always lose, he would say, "But uh, Real Madrid also lost. Man City also lost. Come on, big teams lost." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he does. He does have. A, he's got like this um, Mourinho persona, uh, persona that he carries through a little bit. Yep. But uh, does, I don't think yeah. he's as as tactical as a Mourinho. But nonetheless. Um, I just want to say the the Sean Dyche matchup against Frank Lampard is going to be an interesting one. We know that Chelsea had a decent game last night. I mean, four goals, all their top players scored, which is always always very promising. Considering they've had two games where they've conceded clean sheets and now 
four goals from all their players. Wonga, how do you think they're going to match up against this Burnley and a stubborn Sean Dice? Yeah, look, I think Chelsea are hitting four, to be honest with you. Um, and I think, I think at the end of the day, it may be tough for them, but I think they would. Uh, Burnley, I don't think they'll have a, they shouldn't have a trouble uh, getting past them. Um, yeah, not much to comment on it. I don't. I don't think. I mean, Burnley will do much. To be honest with you, I don't expect but, Burnley but, to. But they managed to frustrate Spurs. They managed to Spurs when all of us were saying it's going to be a three, um, three goals to Spurs. But they managed to yeah. they only concede one goal. And don't you think yeah. that that yeah. could frustrate um, Chelsea and and Lampard? I think they, that's what I'm saying. I think they could maybe frustrate them, but I don't think it would. I don't think it will be getting a point out of it. It would be difficult, but I think Lampard's team will get one. I mean, you know, they they scoring goals. If Frank Lampard's team scores goals, they probably. I mean, the, the I think there was the last game they played against. Uh, who was it? Now was it Man? Who did they play now? Man United. Drew, yeah. yeah, it was Man United. That yeah, with the Drew. I mean, yeah. yeah, but I don't think Burnley. Maybe maybe one 0 they'll frustrate frustrate them, but I don't think I don't even see Burnley. Um, well, Lampard's defense inconsistent. Yeah, I think I I just don't see Burnley doing anything to Chelsea. To I think Chelsea what will be a draw. I think what will be interesting though is Chelsea are their defensive issues sorted out. Um, yeah. Can you can you say one game against Man United, possibly sort of a weak opposition against uh, uh, the, whoever they played in the Champions League? I, I can't pronounce their name, um, but. You know, are their defensive problems sorted against a very direct Sean Dyche setup? Yeah. Where they pump the ball forward. Is Kurt Zuma going to be able to to deal with with Wood at the uh, at the back there? I, I I don't know. So it might be a tricky assignment, but on paper, and after a four 0 victory, I think it was four 0 They should. Yeah, it was four nil. They should, they should be able to get over the line. And also, I think it is at Stamford Bridge. So, correct no, me if I'm it's, wrong. It's, it's, no, it's at Burnley. So, I think this, this is where it's going to be tricky for Chelsea because you've got – what's looking good on Chelsea's end is that all the players seemingly are fit now and they're starting to play yes. together. And they're finally getting yeah. some game time together, which is quite interesting. You've got Hudson-Odoi – who I think every time he's on the ball, he looks super dangerous. Interesting player. But now how does he fit? How does he keep the, the team camp happy when you've got a Kristen Pulisic in as well, as well as uh, um, Ziyech and now Timo Werner and, and, and. But so it's, it's, it's him trying to balance all these things out, competing against a side that knows exactly what they're doing. They've played together for X amount of years. They, they know the culture. They know the plan. So, and I think this is where it might be, might be a bit tricky for a Lampard. No, yeah, look, I, I agree with you, Claudio. But I, I, I just, yeah. But I, I say, I think it's going to go that way. It's, it's maybe they, 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 they frustrate Lampard, um, to get the win. But I, I still see Chelsea scoring, at least getting a goal. And yeah, the I, question would be then if would they be able to have the defensive uh, set up properly? I fancy yeah. Burnley. I fancy Burnley to get a result. I must be honest. I think oh. they're fighting for their lives. Um, Chelsea haven't haven't hit the heights that they've expected to this season. Lampard's still very inexperienced, and as Nick said, I like uh, Wood and Barnes together up top for Burnley. You know they don't give defenders a second of rest. They're going to be buzzing, and, and they're at home as well. 
And I just think it's going to be a bit tighter than than people may think. So I wouldn't be surprised if Bernie get a result. They're fighting for their lives. Um, Sean Dyche has been crying out for investment. He hasn't been able to get what he wanted to in terms of signings. But I think he's got a squad of grafters in there that are that are going to fight every single week. And I think they're going to make it difficult for Chelsea. And I, I, yeah. I like the fact that you you've ended on that note, Rich, because let's let's talk about. The, the game that we have you on here for primarily is your team right now. If you're looking at the last four games, they've what? They've won. They've they've beaten uh, yeah. Wolves. They've beaten Leicester. They've come back against Tottenham. They've also drawn against Man City. So if there's ever to have a time or West Ham fan on a show like this, now is probably the time in terms of where confidence must be soaring. How are you feeling about Saturday? Yeah, look, I'm absolutely buzzing with, with the results we've got in the last four games. Obviously, we, we lost to Newcastle on the, on the opening day and all West Ham fans felt that it was going to be a doom and gloom season and we we're going to struggle. And then, you know, the Arsenal game came about and I thought we re- we played extremely well that day. I think we were a bit unlucky not to grab anything from the game, but I wasn't too upset about the loss because, you know, we played really well and I think it was the kick up the backside that the lads needed to push on and get some fantastic results. I mean, I couldn't have dreamt of beating... Wolves 4-0 and Leicester 3-0 away, getting points against Spurs and City. So we're full of confidence. David Moyes has gone to five at the back and it's worked a treat. And I think it's a great time to play Liverpool. You know, they've shown that they're not invincible. You know, the Villa result speaks volumes. So I think we're going to go there and, and try our absolute best to get a result. Well, yeah, the, the timing is, I mean, apart from the form that they're in, with Liverpool's defensive issues that we currently have, I think when we when we're looking at players that are 18, 19, 17 as candidates that are going to play at centre half, I'm thinking myself they might be on the cards at the moment for Rice Williams to make his debut for Liverpool, 19 year old. Who, by the way, his story has been absolutely ridiculous. They loaned him out. He won the the FA Cup under 19 junior league. They loaned him out to a a six tier English club. He then comes back in after a season, and he goes straight into a Champions League debut. Anyway. So him, I'm just thinking about this guy. And one great thing about the guy is he's also 1.95 in height and he's only 19. So he's, he's a really tall guy. But will, yeah. he, will he be able to match up against the experience of Antonio? And you know... Your, your, your favorite player. Your favorite player. I was waiting for you to talk about your favorite player. You're Cristiano Ronaldo of the English Premier League. Mikel Antonio. Terrence. Yes. I mean, you love twist, twisting my words. You love it, but it's fine. I'll let you do it. I said he's oh got the same effect them as what those players do for their own teams. He killed, he hey, killed, he killed. You see his goal, though? Yes. Yeah, that goal, that goal was good. That was a good goal. Hey, yeah, yeah. That was a good goal. Yeah. And you know what I loved about that goal? I know we're getting sidetracked here, but what I loved about that goal was that it was completely undefendable. That's what it was. I mean, the defender was on top of him, and he, he the defender did everything right. But Antonio, through sheer will and through whatever he did, he, you know, he got across the line. So if that guy's playing yeah. and he looks to be playing, then, you know, then, then I do worry a little bit at the back. Um, and also, you've got a, a Lanzini. How's Lanzini doing there, Rich? Is he fit enough to play on Saturday? Because I'm always terrified of him. Yeah, look, it's been a difficult two years for Lanzini. He's struggled with injuries. Um, obviously, he was in the Argentina squad at a point, starting for them, and then he did his ACL, and he just hasn't been the same player ever since. So... I expect him to be on the bench. I think this might be the time for side Ben Rama to get a debut for West Ham, and I think that will be really exciting. So I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him go go to Anfield and and test test some stuff up. It'll be fantastic to see. And you know, as far as Antonio goes, he's just been in electric form ever since lockdown. 
you know, started. He's I think he's got 11 goals or something like that. And he is frustrating at times because even when I went over to the UK and watched him play, he's that type of raw player that will smack one into Rosette, but he will run through walls for, for West Ham. And yeah. he's really, really worked on his finishing and it's improved a lot. So yeah, he's one of our he's one of our weapons that we'll be looking to utilize. Yeah, he's been quality this season. Funny you speak about side better armor. I today was a year year ago. I went to to watch Brentford. Um, actually, my main player that I was going to watch is Tomogelo Mochocho, who was playing for Brentford on the day um, against QPR. And side better armor absolutely tore QPR's defense a new one, <laughs> literally a new one. And I was like, this player is something. And I, I think before before um, a couple of weeks ago, the lads would have, they, they can testify. I was saying, please, please, like, still get a loan deal or something. Like, just just bring him to us. But um, I guess... So, it, even, it, even if you hadn't seen him play, I'm sure Nick would have told you all about him. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, he, uh, if it, make, it makes sense, though, the move, uh, Brentford's in London... Uh, he's probably not had to move anywhere. He's just he's just going across the city and and I mean just just to jump up to the Premier League for 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 a, a big club like West Ham, who's got a lot of history and they're playing in a nice new big stadium. I think it's a no-brainer for him. And you know, if he has a good season or two, you might find you might find the big boys sniffing, and yeah. uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, yeah, then, then they could cash in on a player like that, which is quite quite yeah. interesting. Um, but but, just but, going but it's, actually, it's actually interesting the fact that they actually have him on loan. There's supposed to be a deal, and then it ended up being a loan deal. So it's kind of interesting the fact that you know Brentford loaned him out, whereas you know they could have maybe used the money um, elsewhere. Uh, but yeah, but I guess that's that's how that's how it happened. Uh, but yeah, he's he's an exciting player. I think I think um, West Ham do need that other player that that, that can fire. You know, um, what's his Felipe Anderson left? Um, and went went to Porto, so um, so obviously they're lacking that that creativity um, in the in, in the rest of the team, you know. Um, because if you think about it, who else is there? Okay, Thomas Tuchel, at least he he he's played well since he's joined um, West Ham. It's just him and and Antonio that have played well. Otherwise, there's there's okay. I'll say Declan okay. Declan Rice has has decided to okay. stand up and be counted. Yeah, Declan Rice, well. obviously, but I'm just thinking about the guys who are going forward, who are trying to be creative, you know, in the final third. Um, I think those are the only two players um, that 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 have. have you, know, you know, he's a dark horse though, and he he came from Hull City last season in the Championship, but he's starting to really hit form. It's Jared Bowen. Yeah, Bowen, yeah, um, okay, yeah, yeah. Youngster loves cutting in on his left foot. He's already got, I think, three or four assists this season, a couple of goals, and he's just gone under the radar. I think he's only about twenty-three years old. And he's full of energy. So I think he's potentially one other player that we'll look to utilize, especially down the flanks. Not and also, and also, yeah, and also bodes well for him because, you know, he's coming slightly out under the radar. So people aren't as critical about his performances as they are about other players. So, yes, yeah, so the, the makeup is there for him at a club like a West Ham. I think one of the things that I'm very curious about is what's happened. You can shed some light on this, Rich. Is what's happened to Noble here? Has he had a falling out of the club? Has he fallen out of the manager? What because now, yeah, what, what's exactly gone on there? I was about to ask. Yeah. Um. Nah, lads. Noble's finished. Like oh. I hate to say it. I absolutely love him as a West Ham player. Big He's claim. a West Ham legend. He will always be Mr. West Ham, and I'll literally, I'll give my life for that player. You know, I absolutely love him to bits. But unfortunately. 
his time in the starting 11 is up. And you you can ask any West Ham fan this. He just doesn't have the legs required for a side in the Premier League. You know, nowadays in, in 2020 with the pace of the Premier League and the physicality, you need to have engines in there. And right now, Thomas Suchek and Declan Rice are just on a completely different level to him. So he'll be someone that will utilise in the changing room. Uh, he'll be a leader in and around the club, an ambassador. And he'll, he'll come on for maybe the last 10, 15 minutes of games just to try and shut up shop. But as far as falling outs and stuff go, I think everything seems to be okay on that front. Obviously, he did have a go Jeez. at the owners when when we sold uh, Grady Diangana to, to West Brom, yeah. which I actually really appreciate him for because, you know, he echoed the sentiments of the fans. We were gutted that we let one of our academy players go. But unfortunately, I just think his time in the starting 11s up and, and everyone in a West Ham uh, vicinity can see that, you know. It's sad, but it, it is what it is. He's, he's, he's 30, 30 plus now. Yeah, it's hectic when the guy's still putting on his boots and you're referring to him as an ambassador. I, mean, I don't know if that would go down well with him at all. But um, yeah, let's pretend like you didn't say that. He's not watching. The show, right? um, I, just, I want to talk about from the Liverpool perspective, we've got obviously Fabinho's out. We've got Matip. Who knows whenever that guy is fit or when he isn't fit. We don't really know what's going on with him. We've got between the options that we're looking at is we've got Rice Williams, who's 19 years old. We've got Nathaniel Phillips. He was a 23-year-old player that they loaned out to Stuttgart. He played in the second division, but he's not—he's not good enough. He, they were meant to loan him out to championship clubs, but that didn't materialize because we needed, ironically enough, cover at the back. Then we've also got um, Billy Comito, is a 17-year-old French player who actually had a pre-season with Liverpool, and then he had a bit of a wobble against Blackpool, and since then we haven't seen him. And this is why football is so funny because Rice Williams wasn't even on the radar, and um, Billy Comito is meant to play in the in the League Cup. And he got injured, and Rice Williams got his he got his chance, and now all of a sudden he's got two Champions League caps, and I potentially starting. But I think the the, the player they're going to settle with on the weekend is I've, I've got a feeling they're going to play Hendo at centre back, just because he's done it before at the FIFA Club World Cup, um, and it's to handle a player like Antonio. Hendo's a big physical guy. I don't know. If Reece Williams is super tall, but I don't think he's muscular enough to take that man down. So Do you think, other, yeah, you guys would ever play a back three? Like maybe play 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 a back three of Robertson, um, Gomez and, and and Hendo, for instance, and then play the 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 the, the Greek uh, kid on uh, left wing back, and then obviously uh, Trent right wing back. I mean that could be a solution if the Greek player was possible, fit, but he's also been coming struggling with fitness, which is the the irony of all of this. So uh, what about Molina? What about Molina? Yeah, Molina is also yeah. yeah, that's a better point. Molina could do it. Yeah, I, I, suppose, but I, I don't. Play. I don't think why would they do that though? It's not the Klopp doesn't do that. He plays offensively. So for me, I'm thinking, you know, you've got a situation where we're also not even sure because Salah came limping off the game towards uh, the Champions League game on Tuesday. So he might not even play. But I think whatever they come up with, they're going to try and come up with a plan where they accommodate a Jota because he's been so effective in terms of every time he comes on, it's definitely another scoring option, which is a huge bonus for us. The other two mm. bonuses we have is we have Thiago who's fit and Kato who's fit. So whether or not they both start, but if, if Thiago comes on, it's really going to, despite on how West Ham set up in terms of are they going to sit deep, which I'm assuming they are, if they're going to have five players at the back, Thiago will be a player who could be the difference on Saturday. I don't know. What do you think, Rich? Yeah, I think we, we're going to look to soak up pressure and, and play on the counter-attack. It suits our style really, really well. And, you know, we, we leaked a lot of goals last season, but ever since we went to five at the back this season, we've kept more clean sheets, um, a player that's really, really shone under the system, or actually two players, is Arthur Masuaku and Aaron Cresswell. Cresswell's got the most assists. 
Chris has got the most player. assists this season um, of any defender in the league. He's been, yeah. I think he's got four from left back. So he's got an unbelievable uh, wicked left foot. So I think and on set pieces, yeah, he's a scouse boy. So I think, yeah. you know, on, on set pieces, we've got every chance of causing Liverpool problems. And, you know, right now, confidence isn't, you know, sky high with the Liverpool, with the Liverpool squad. And especially with no centre-backs, uh, well, no fit senior centre backs. I think it's going to be an interesting game, but I think we're going to soak up pressure and look to play on the counter attack for sure. You got, you got to, you got to attack them. I think that that's 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 the one thing, especially with Liverpool, is that with the high line that they like to play, you take you just take advantage. So, so with the game they had against Michelin, uh, Michelin um, now on Tuesday, Michelin had opportunities early on. You know, what I mean, it's just obviously um, it was Allison in goal. So Allison, obviously, you know, he's he's you know. Great keeper. So obviously he, he will thought any 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 shots that come his way um, directly. But Michelin, if 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 they could have you know maybe uh, taken a couple of the opportunities, they could have definitely scored one or two goals. But um, obviously I think Ellison uh, was the difference uh, in the in, in the goals. And West Ham just needs to attack. If you don't attack, then obviously you won't you won't you you won't be able to test the Henderson and Gomez um, centre back pairing. You know I think um, Ellison being goals. Is 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 very is very is very key for for, for Liverpool because yes. you know if it was if it was um, Adrian your former West Ham player West well, Adrian would probably just let the goals in just just to give a favor to his whole team yeah no oh, I love it yeah, yeah. I, love it. I mean yeah so think about if Adrian was in goal holy shit would West Ham exploit that they would know exactly they would just drop the ball in high and they'd be like Antonio you charge this man exactly. down, down. <laughs> that's it. That's that's how they do it. I'll never forget. We played a friendly when we against three set stars when Steve Compello was still there, and um, they played the ball into the box, and I went in hard and I clattered the keeper, the first one. Always going hard on the keeper, hey Nick. Um, yeah. I went in hard on the keeper, and the guy just looked at me like I was mental. Next time the ball came in, he was too scared to come out, and I had a free head and I put it in. So yeah, so if Antonio does that to to any keeper, really, I think they would all shit themselves. But before we move on, um, I just want to say, well, I want to ask. Rich, one last thing. The ownership of West Ham. I've had this question for a long time, and I know we specifically meant to be talking about the game in particular, but because I haven't really had a conversation like this with a West Ham fan or a diehard anyway, I want to know, how are your feelings towards these owners? Because when I'm looking at it, I'm looking at this as a, a club with so much potential, a club that looks seemingly headed in the right direction, but it's just being run by clowns. So and that's David's. My... Yeah, so... Yeah. so yeah, you're absolutely spot on. To be honest with you, I lost my my interest in the owners three or four years ago. I absolutely despise them, as most West Ham fans do. Um, I think they sold us all a massive dream when we left the bowling ground. And I, and I thank God every day that I managed to go watch a West Ham game at the old stadium before it got knocked down. Because having been to the London Stadium myself twice, the atmosphere is just not the same. And um, they they made bold, bold promises that they haven't been able to keep. Unfortunately, they have no idea how to run a football club, and we, it it shows by the you know the lack or well, not lack of investment, but some of the signings we've made. You know, they made bold statements about bringing in young, exciting players, and then we went on to sign the likes of Joe Hart, Zabaleta, Arbeloa at, at 36 years old from Real Madrid. You know, has been type players. And to be fair, to be fair to David Moyes, you know, he stood firm and he's he's looked to bring in the likes of Ben Rama and Jared Bowen and. Slowly but surely, it's starting to to change. But as far as the owners go, I absolutely despise them with with every fiber of my being. 
<laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, funny you mentioned the stadium and the atmosphere. I actually think that's probably one of the reasons why you guys are doing all right so far this season is the fact that there is no one in the stand. Because one of the sides, similar to an Arsenal, when they made the move to Emirates, um, they've struggled. Since, since that move, they've struggled to capture the fans on side. And it seems like they play under more pressure than uh, support when they play in these sort of places. So, yeah, valid, valid point. But, Nick, it's your time to shine, my friend. Newcastle versus Everton. You've got your boy. Everton have two suspensions. They got James Rodriguez. Almost said Kaka's wrong. That's the wrong player. Anyway, James Rodriguez, um, who might not be available. So there's there's an opportunity here. What, what yeah. do you think is going to happen in this scenario? I think if, if you if you if you're telling me that, I mean, taking two of their front three out and you left with Calvert Lewin, who's looking very deadly. Um, I am concerned. I mean, Everton have proved what they are sort of in the first couple of games. They had a bit of a slip-up last week, and I think, you know, maybe people were saying, you know, this is, you know, they they, they, they blip and they're going to, you know, they're going to fall away. But we also got to give credit to Southampton. I think we spoke about this a couple of days ago. I mean, Southampton, they uh, Huschenhalter, I can't really say his name. Um, uh, the, the, coach has done, the, the coach has done a good job. So, yeah, I'm... I mean, I'm 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 worried um, simply because they've man for man they're a better team, um, but we do have our weapons in and around the pitch. But we do have a dinosaur as a coach, and I speak about this all the time. Whether or not he's able to to execute some sort of a plan is debatable. Um, I do think I do think there's a there's a key weakness that they should try and expose, and that's Jordan Pickford. I think he is. Looking so vulnerable, and if I was if I was uh, Steve Bruce, I would stick Andy Carroll up next to oh, next to uh, Callum Wilson. If yeah. he's gonna play, if he's gonna play Route One, you might as you might well, as well. Put, you might as well. Might put two, the best, the best hitter you, might as well. you might as well. Yeah. So, what's the point of, of hoofing to Callum Wilson, who who can win his fair share, but if you put someone next to him, they're gonna win. They're gonna win majority. Um, they obviously don't have Dini at the back, and I don't know. I think with Jordan Pickford at the back, I think they, you know, in goals, I think they are a little bit susceptible. And I do think there is this sort of when the ball goes into the box, when there's a set piece, when there's something. There's, I think, there's a little bit of concern when 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 Ancelotti is watching from from the sideline. So I think they. What you're saying is watching from home, listening to you now, but I yeah, yeah, yeah. from the sideline, yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe you never know. Just check quickly. Just check. <laughs> well, we've got yeah, we've got three people watching us live, so it could be him. It could be him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I do think I do think there are weaknesses to exploit, but they have a lot of quality. Um, a player that I spoke of highly before we started this, or um, in our first two episodes, was Decore. I think for anyone in the bottom half, up to probably seventh um, from last season. Decore was a steal. I think he's a box to box. He's a he's a baller. He can crunch. He's 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 everything that I like in a midfielder. And um, with our uh, our coach, we play in wingers as, as central midfielders. So if that is the case this week, um, we will we will lose the midfield battle, and we will try and try and get something out of the game off a set piece to a long ball or a, an Andy Carroll. 
a header onto someone's arm and VAR might, might just give it to us. I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> so for me, um, I oh, am always optimistic. I'm always optimistic because I've seen us do it. I've seen us go on and we play like we possessed, almost possessed in a way where we, like the way they were coached isn't the way they're actually going to play. And um, I do think we've got something to give if if we are put into if, if the ball's maybe played into positions and areas where we can be dangerous. However, midfield battle, I don't see us winning. Defensively, we always look susceptible. So it is going to be a hit and miss. It's a hit and miss most weekends. Um, so, to be so Nick, how, how would Nick? How would, how would you set up? How would you set up the team? I'd I'd go the same way. So I'd I'd I'd, I'd probably go with the the sort of back three that we had. I I don't really like it because it is very negative and we don't tend to get uh, players forward. Um, but I would stick two up top um, and I would almost let the wing backs just go. Um, but I would stick three midfielders in, take the wingers and put them on the sides, you know, put them as uh, uh, as, as wing backs. Um, Hayden might be uh, fit. He's, he's doing a, a sort of fitness test today. I think... Um, I think Shelby or Shelby, we know he's having surgery. I think Longstaff needs to come in and maybe his brother has to come in. And, you know, maybe we need that sort of true Geordie fight in the midfield and, and you know, you crunch, you you, you you get stuck into Decore if you can get stuck into him in the first couple of minutes. Um, Alan, you know, he's a good passable boy. He's a bit of a cruncher as well. And you sort of try to dominate that uh, from the onset. And then, you know, maybe we, we, we get the ball forward and try and play in their half more. I think we've got um, an average of 34% possession this season. It's, it's horrific. It's horrific. Yes. Does I mean, Steve Bruce play um, Jeff Hendrick in midfield? He plays him in the midfield, but I think he's just, he's lost. He's completely lost. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, would, I would replace him with, with Hayden. If we're going to play with four at the back, I would play with him and Hayden and then maybe a long staff playing forward. But I'd probably play the younger boy, Matty, and just play him behind a striker if we're not going to go with two. Um, but it looks like Hendrick's got his place. You know, you've asked me, Celo, how are we going to go? I don't necessarily think that's uh, that's if I was manager. Yeah. It's not. Gonna I what you mean. More than likely, we're going to have we're going to see Fraser and Almiron in the midfield, and those are two of the lightest players in the Premier League, playing against Alan and um, and Decore. Decore. Oh, we got no chance. They're going to eat eat players alive there. That's yeah. what they're going to do. And so, if Hamez is on the pitch. They yeah. they just always dangerous with their delivery, and that's why Calvert Lewin has been doing so well, because he's been getting that delivery. So all he has to do is get his head behind the ball. So the interesting. Us, the positive for us, Claudio, is if the ball is in the six yard box and Callum Wilson is there, he's scoring. Um, he is he is a deadly finisher, and yeah, uh, yeah but you got you got to get the ball. You got to get the ball to him. And, and, and you know what the interesting thing is? I read something earlier today. It says when it comes to winning the ball high up the pitch, nobody does it less than Newcastle, and it's not even a close yeah. context uh, contest. It's like something sixty percent Newcastle, and everyone else yeah. is down here. So they yeah. don't even try. They don't even try. And I think the, the biggest well, the reason you've been like getting your frustrations out here is because they've got players like a Jamal Lewis, who I said was yes. linked with the Liverpool. And the reason he was yeah. linked with the Liverpool is because he was an attacking fullback. And yeah. now you've got a Steve Bruce that's telling him, hey, you're not allowed crossing the halfway line. And okay. the, I've been told that before. And that's a, that's a terrible thing. You're going against your yeah. grain completely. Yeah, so, yeah. And then you've got Callum Wilson as well. So unless you're setting up shop, it's interesting. Like, 
at least doing it for 45 minutes and maybe, you know, second half, if you're still in the game, then go for it. So, like, I, I don't understand doing it for 90 so, minutes. So, for me, I'd like to think if we had home, if we had home, I know there's no fans, you know, playing at St. James's Park is tough for any team coming there. Um, yeah. But, you know, you would like to think that he would go and take the game to an Everton who's just lost, who have maybe two players suspended. We have a player like Hummers who's, who's potentially out. Can we maybe go and take the game to them? Um, I've seen us do it against West Ham. I've seen us do it against West Ham. First game of the season, we went balls to the walls. I don't know if it was an off day for West Ham, but we actually we actually played some good stuff. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Awesome. Give him a bit of yeah. credit. You know, you know uh, sorry, sorry, Nick. Uh, sorry to just uh, interrupt you. But like to that point, what's quite interesting is Steve Bruce said beginning of the season, he found them too open. He found his side too open. So maybe yeah. it wasn't West Ham that was having an off day, but maybe it was his coaching skills that had an off day. And the players were like, well, stuff you. And that's what it was. Yeah, it worked. It worked. And we got a clean sheet. I think it was 2-0. Yeah, we got a clean yeah. sheet. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know the best, the, the the second best game we played was against Burnley, and 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 we could have scored four or five that day. Um, I told you I was in the I was in the in the club or in the pub, and I was celebrating there while the DJ was playing. So I was watching. I mean, we were just all over them. Um, it's the and, only way you know how to watch football as well. Eh? That's that's the yeah, way. Anyway, yeah. I've noticed well, every time every time I don't watch at a pub or a club, I'm Newcastle lose. So maybe I just need to stay there. I need to. <laughs> I need to you can find a, you can find a local watering hole. Just always go there. Yeah, man. So, uh, we'll see. Um, I, I would like him to play with midfielders this week. I mean, that would be a great start. Um, I, I, I'm, I like to play with four at the back. I think it gives you more balance. Um, I think the players probably understand the system a little bit more, um, and it gives you more freedom to maybe put another big man like Andy Carroll. I, listen. People say whatever they want about Annie Carroll, but if you watch the snippets that he's played this season, he's so effective. Snippets he played last, he's so effective. He, I think he he um he had like three assists in five games in the back end of last season. So I mean, I, I don't know. I, if we're gonna play that way, you might as well put him next to and you can give yourself more of a chance. I don't know. On his yeah, day, he's I, genuinely I un, unplayable. Genuinely, he's unplayable. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, he's, 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 he's another Michael Antonio. <laughs> yeah. No, come on, now. Antonio's still a train. I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, Carol, what is Carol? Carol's like a, I don't know, leaning tower of Pisa, standing still there. You need to play the ball against him to get into the back of the net. Come on, man, be fair. Antonio moves. He's mobile. Anyway, sorry, you're saying. <laughs> oh, you're saying. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> but let's see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm uh, yeah, quietly optimistic. We'll see. Um, I, I do think. Hey, I, th- I, I was, I was, I'm thinking now. If, if, if you know, you know, if you set up with a back four, um, have seen Maximan on the on the one side, um, and and have Almora, um, let's say maybe Almora or Fraser on the other side, um, you know, at least you you'd have a an opportunity to 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 do well, especially with Fraser in a wider area, um, linking up with Wilson. You know they. They linked up so well for Bournemouth. Um, I yeah. think that that should be the way you guys try to go forward instead of, a, instead of a back five because the back five thing doesn't work, as you said, with the with Almiron and, and Fraser in the centre mid. Doesn't well, make I, sense. Think I, th- I think I said that, though. I mean, he, uh, Fraser got two man of the matches for Scotland. I know, I mean, it's, it is Scotland, but at the end of the day, he got two man of the matches played, starting for his nation and 
He comes in and then Steve Bruce plays in the midfield. Like, I I, I don't get that. Almiron um, is a little bit lightweight, um, but on his day, he is unplayable. But say Maximum is the X factor. So yeah. I would give him that freedom and I would I would pair him up, pair him up with a right back um, that can cover it. And that right, yeah. that right back doesn't go. And let let him stay there. Let him stay with the front yeah. three, or if yeah. it's a front four, let him stay yeah. there. Because when he gets the ball out of his feet, I mean, if you're going to dive in, you're going to either give away a foul, or you yeah. you're going to be watching him run past you. So no. um, we always have a chance because we've got it. We've got the weapons. Um, I like the word Rich used it earlier. We've got the weapons, um, but we've got horrific weapons at the back. <laughs> <laughs> you got self uh, self detonation bombs there yeah, at the back. Yes. Um, just some, on, on a sombering note for a Newcastle fan, and i.e. Nick and the rest of your team army, team army. In the th- last three seasons, you've had you've averaged so you ended on forty four points. The following season, you ended on forty five points, and then the last season, you won forty four points. So yes. I can only imagine from in terms of progression and moving forward of the club. Uh, we know that Wonga and Arsenal are happy with the top four. It seems like at this stage or at this point in time, a so-called big club like Newcastle is just happy to survive. Yeah, well, we us fans, us fans know we're a big club, but the board don't think we are. So. <laughs> give, me, give credit where credit's due. I think, I think, just, I think, just what, what I think, the reason we call ourselves what we call ourselves is because there is so much potential. Um, we do have a history. I mean, it was not so long ago we were in Europe. We were in a quarterfinal against Benfica. We were in the Champions League not so long ago, challenging for titles in the 90s. And we've literally regressed. And I think that is just what hurts the 52,000 that go every week when they are allowed to uh, when they are allowed to um, when they are allowed to go to the, the stadium. So at the end of the day, I do think. Uh, Change needs to happen, and it's it's not. And obviously, we were Claudia, turn your phone. Claudia, come on, baby. It's connected to my laptop. Sorry, sorry about that. But yeah, I do think ultimately, I do think change needs to happen, and I think anyone who's a football lover and who has followed Newcastle to uh, nth degree will understand that. Bigger and better Newcastle is better for the Premier League, especially for where it's located, uh, for its fan base, for the passion, for the for the love of football. Um, so yeah, I don't know if we're going to progress. Not right now. Not under this regime. We will probably finish on forty. It was forty-four, I think. Forty-four. We'll finish. Yeah. On 44. Yes. No, I think it'll be forty-five. No, it's even it's, it's 44, it's 45, 45. 45. 44. Yeah, 45. Yeah, 45 yeah, is right. Yeah. All right, now That's roll right. up your sleeves. Roll up your sleeves because this nope. is the one I've been waiting for. The first fight, guys. Did, 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 Nick, did Nick see um, Scott's uh, comment oh. there? Oh, yeah. Nick, you've got something to answer. Uh, says, careful yeah, about Scotland and Fraser. Yeah. No, but I said, listen, I, I just want Fraser to play in his position, Scotty. I just want him to play. I just want Steve Bruce to realize that he's a winger and not a midfielder. That would be great. And then I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think we all share that sentiment. Okay. Now, Wonga, I'm going to start with you here, largely because you've been quiet throughout this time. It's been 39 minutes and you've been very, very quiet. I don't know if it's because you're nervous or I don't know if it's because you're saving it all for, the, for, the, for, this, for this game. But one thing I will say is this. I will say that Rashford's just come off a hat-trick. 
as we speak, the man is the, the highest goal scorer in terms of against top six sides. He has scored nine goals against in 12 games. And he's also, if we go back to the fact of when he made his debut for Man United, now this is some while back, he scored two goals against Arsenal. So if we're looking at it, and if we're also going to take one last thing into consideration, the result against Red Bull Leipzig is arguably for me, and, and Silo can correct me if I'm wrong, is one of the best results under Ole's regime. Um, so they're coming off this high and also beating PSG and Leipzig. How are you feeling about this weekend, Wonga? Yeah, look, um, I'm looking at Arsenal's also the defensive problems as well. I think uh, they're, telling, they're saying now David Luiz, you saw he went off in the, in the, against Leicester. Uh, Mustafi came on. Mustafi hasn't played in a while, and it showed in that match. Uh, yes, he was sleeping. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I do blame him partly for the goal, but I also am considerate of the fact that, I mean, he's been out for quite a while. Um and also now we're going to most likely have to play him as well because we've got, um, I think, Callum Chambers. I don't know whether he's playing in our sentiment or defence yet, but he's also out. Rob Holding um, is also out. He's only gonna, they say he's only going to start training next week. Um, yeah. So the, most likely you're going to put... Uh, I, I, didn't say anything, I think Colsanis doesn't say he's on the injury list, so he's an option to probably start there or almost start for himself. Um, even Pablo Mari... Um, I think we'll talk about him. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's out. He's also, but he's also come back only in November, and that's all. This is that's him expected to train fully. Um, so yeah, it's not looking good for us in the defense. Um, I think we do have a good keeper in uh, Leno, but there's only so much he can do. And I've I said it, and I'll admit it as an Arsenal fan, uh, Marcus Rashford. I like it. I really like him as a player. Chick's still taking him. a step now. Look at him. He's, he's loving it. He's loving it. He kind of uh, thinks that he's rolling over here a little bit longer. Yeah, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. I also, I honest. think, honestly, I, I think, yeah, honest, on an honest point of view, I think Rashford, for me, uh, he's been, and he is, for me, um, Man United's best player. Um, he crafts when he plays. He's in the right positions the whole time. Um, he's not only trying to score goals, he's just trying to do... Wherever he is, he's trying to do what's best for the team. Is it going to lay it off? If the opportunity is there, he's going to strike it. Left and right is good as well. Um, free kicks, I think, if he, if they give him more, I think he can definitely put them in the back of the net. I think, yes, he's uh, he's really dangerous. Uh, and, yeah, he potentially could score against uh, Arsenal, given what's around Man United. Man United's team at the moment looking, everyone there is fit. Um but yeah, I don't. I'm not going to say we're going to stumble. I'm going to also say Arsenal as well. We, um, I think this season defensively we've done well. Um, David Luiz, um, like we said last time, he came back from a, you know, a horrific uh, start to the season um, um, last year when he came in. Um, but he's looking better. I think uh, he's. Uh, he looked like he was an agent when he came in our defense, but uh, yeah, he's, will he uh, be will he be fit for Saturday? Because nah, I'm curious, say, like how? Yeah, sorry. They say they say he's um, he is being assessed. This is doesn't look good, but he is being assessed, and he will definitely not play tonight. Um, so he's most likely going to put in. I, I, I don't know Kolsanich. I haven't heard about. Uh, they didn't say anything about Kolsanich, but I think he would be he would be the right person now to try and fit in there. Uh, with tyranny, or you try Mustafi as well because he also needs game time. But as well, he's also come back from a long-term injury and still trying to get into it. That's what they said. So you think? So you so think yeah, they'll probably, play a back four or a back five? You see, 
I think they'll go for a back uh, as they've done before. I think they'll go for that. It's not a they say a back three, but I think it's a I think it's that back five. Uh, yeah. The back five. I think they, they why change it? I mean, shouldn't be changing it in and out. I think they'll still go for the back five, especially against uh, Man United. I think it is where we've seen our strength. Um, but again, it's look. I know I say it every single time, but every time I watch it and I, and I see us concede, I see that I see it coming from. You know, uh, uh, Rich was saying there as well. Uh, uh, is it about, uh, about uh, Noble? His uh, his legs are not there. You know, he's just. And for me, I also feel that Shaka, is just. I think he's just too slow for the way you want to play. Um, maybe he's, it's. I don't know what a tetris is, but against Leicester, it was it was pretty much obvious. They literally ran off, and I mean, uh, they literally ran off um, Shaka. And his job in that sense is when the left back is going up, he comes in and covers for tyranny. But it's it's plain and simple. If you're next to Shaka, just play it over his head and you passed him. And that's exactly what happened. They pulled in um, Gabriel. Uh, Mustafi hasn't played many games, just literally jogging back. And there's Jamie Vardy in the net. It was, I mean, that can happen all the, that can happen all the time. Literally all the time. So, I don't know. But yeah, if I Shaka in the midfield, never brings confidence to me. Yeah, we might win some. We might win some, but consistency. So take, you need to one of the rules on the show is you need to have a sip of your devil's peak every time he says Shaka. That's one of the rules, eh? <laughs> oh, come on, man. He's a key, he's a, he's a key player. Key. Ah, you see, for me, a key player is someone that's going to help us win games consistently. Be, before, 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 before Thomas Partey came, man, that guy was, he was, he was, um, after lockdown, man, he, was a, he was a new man. He was resurgent. He was, you know, he was the Shaka that, 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 was a much in Gladbach, you know? Um, yes, I think against Leicester, he didn't have a great game, but come on, man. Yeah, but even, I can't even, I can't remember which game it was where he came off the bench now. But I said it as well. He came on the bench, came off the bench. Who did he play? I wish I remembered. He came off the bench, but again, the goal literally, he should have been there. They took, I think it took a Ceballos. He could have been there watching. I saw him watching the player. Bam, goal, Shaka. But no one will say anything. I don't know why. That's why I say he's, he's literally the, probably his son or something. But I, I don't know. I, I can't deal with it. I can't deal with Shaka. I can't. He's like, uh, to be honest with you, for me, with Shaka, it's like, it's honestly like Wilcott. Um, everyone had this hope that Theo Wilcott was going to be a Thierry. I mean, they gave him the, the number. He scores a goal. Everyone's like, yeah, 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 it's coming. Then games is quiet, it's quiet, it's quiet. Then he does another good show. And then it's down. It's up and down. I, I don't like that. I want consistency. Pate, I'm, I'm sure we'll get that. And then put on Sabias next to him, maybe. Yeah, but not, not Shaka. No, 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 no. Wonga, uh, Scott Woodhouse is asking the question. He's saying, William hasn't been impressive. He says, uh, and apparently Bama Yang's goals have dried up as well. Um, so what's your ideal front three if you had to choose? Look, Bama Yang always... Um, it's still early in the season. It's only it's only six games. Yeah, Shaka's going to miss out on some games. Um, William, I don't think he's. They say now he's. Uh, he hasn't also played as well. I think he's he's been out part, only the last I think game or two. He's on. A, he's had an injury as well. Um, but I still got faith in the guy. Um, he's he is a good player. And I think I think all of you guys would agree with me that he 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 could cause problems for any defense. Um, as I said it before, I saw the guy play Shakhtar. Um, he uh, with the team of not bang average players. I think there were pretty some decent around him, but you could see he was pulling the strings in that uh, at, at their Shakhtar and m- moving to to Chelsea, able to move out of his 
change your position, play on the wing, still find success. Um, I think if Arsenal do try and do something where they play him in the middle, because we need, we, I mean, watching the game on the weekend, you could see we're lacking a bit of creativity. And I think William could, um, I think William could uh, provide some sort of creativity for us. I think that's well, no, what's your front need. three, bro? Oh, front three. Um, <laughs> obviously, I would, for, obviously, for the weekend, for the weekend, I think it would be definitely, it would be a Bomyang. Lacazette, and I would play Pepe down the right as well. If let's Poor if Martinelli, listen, if Martinelli was was if Martinelli was uh, was fit, I would have played Martinelli down the middle. Martinelli only they say he's only going to be coming back end of uh, December. But yeah, I think Lacazette. Yeah, look. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a fan, but I do I do have faith in him scoring goals for us. He, he for me I do think he, like especially yeah, you just, the ball, you just can't there. put it on his head because he'll duck. You need to put it on his feet <laughs> and he can't run into space. Um, so nah, look. <laughs> yeah, go, sorry, sorry. Go yeah, yeah, sorry go, go, go yeah. No, I was just saying that like a Z, he he grinds. I think he grinds off the ball. Like I I like that in a striker, and he does grind a lot. Um, trying to get trying to hassle defenders now and then. But yeah. Goals is what, what we need from him. Okay, wait, Selo, before I jump to you, I will go one more thing I want to ask you, Wang. Uh, I almost called you Wenger. Sorry, it's just, he's still ingrained <laughs> in the Arsenal. Um, Reese Nelson. Yes. So they wanted to loan him out. They've Arteta's yes. come out saying they wanted to loan the player out. He's chosen to stay because yes. he wants to fight for his place. Through what you've seen from him so far, is it good enough to, to stake a claim in, at Arsenal? I, I, I don't know. It, it, for me, he hasn't impressed me much. He's got pace. Um, look, for me, if he's if he's right now, I don't think he's going to start ahead of Lacazette. Um, but I, like, and even Arteta himself felt that he should loan him out. That was his feeling. But to give him more time, maybe he's, he was he was definitely going to be better if they gave him more time. But given obviously what the current situation is, he doesn't see even Arteta himself doesn't see him playing. Um, and that's he's he's the guy at the training sessions, right? uh, not only watching the games. And I, yeah. I think I say the same sentiment. But again, like what Ateta said is that um, if a player, I mean, the guy obviously has shown that he doesn't want to go away. He wants to show himself there. It's a risky thing because he, what's actually more beneficial is that the guy gets game time, so he can yeah. actually. I mean, that we all know that in football, if you're not playing, you're not improving. Um, but he did so well in Germany, you know. I had such big hopes mm. for him because he went out to he Germany did, yeah. and he, he did really well. And then he seemed to come back. Mm. And I've watched a couple of Arsenal games, and he just hasn't really been at the races for you guys, which is quite disappointing. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I don't know, sometimes you see that glimpse of like, hey, this guy could be good, especially. I mean, when he, but again, they played that Liverpool match that was that ended up 6 6. I mean, there was, uh, yeah, something there. I mean, you could see it, but again. He's, the, he's young, and you know, Mateta's got a mandate now. He can't be trying out things. He needs to know things that work. Just, just sell him, and then, and then, you'll turn out like a demand, and then you'll regret it. No, you see, but Nabri's different. That's another story. But Nabri's different. Even Venga has said uh, that. Look, he tried to keep Nabri. I was also pissed off with that. Nabri for me, like you see, Nabri for me, clearly, he's a player you could clearly see was better than a Walcott. The, it was straightforward. You watching from the outside, you say Walcott on the bench, Nabri start the games. But that what that's not what was happening at the at during the uh, when the, when they played. So 
I don't know. Martinelli is uh, not Martinelli. Um, Nelson is not that no. case. It's not very clear to us that you say, okay, no, you're playing yeah, even no. against Lacazette. Like you know, it's not that clear. It's not that That's... clear. You can't say it. Yeah. And let's let's talk about a player who is getting game time, uh, game time and he's being super, super, he's taking his chances really. He's a Mason Greenwood. Silo, is he going to play on the weekend and what do you think he'll cause damage to this Arsenal side? Along no, with the Rashford. I, th- I think because because uh, because Martial is, is um, still suspended for 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 um, his three match suspension, um, I think oh, that yeah. Greenwood will start. So it will be Greenwood and uh, and Rashford um, starting together. Um, so yeah, I mean that that kid is yeah, I mean he's 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 got the whole world um, in front of him. Um, he's a clinical finisher, base finisher at Man United. Kids it on the left, right, um, tight angles, whatever. Man, that that guy. He's got a future. It's just he needs to work on his his headering skills. His headering is very poor. Like I, I don't think he can. I don't think he's ever scored up a header for us so far. Um, and the chances that he has got in the box um, to hit to hit the ball, um, he hasn't been good. But um, and that kid, he's nineteen. He's 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 he's, he's like you saw the goal that he that he scored against um, Leipzig. Um, it was a, uh, quite a tight angle, uh, but he still managed to to put it in the back of the net. Right and and. Ole Gordon Sancho, is he, is he going to go for this game on Saturday or is he going to be more defensive setup like mean, he we saw against he Chelsea? To. He has to. He has to. Like, you know, you know with, with, with the Chelsea game, um, you know, the setup wasn't, wasn't right, um, you know, in terms of going forward. Um, it, was, it was right in terms of frustrating Chelsea, but not right going forward. So he needs to always find that balance in terms of def- being defensive and, uh, and also being attack-minded. Uh, where um, against Leipzig he, he found the balance where um, you know Leipzig had the ball but they never had the ball in the dangerous areas uh, which 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 was quite key so you know I'll give him props for for his tactics yesterday um, he just needs to replicate such in the Premier League you know um, he, historically he's been always a, a good manager against top six teams um, he's always um, gotten some victories uh, and some draws and very few losses against the top six teams. Um, so he definitely needs to replicate, um, you know, what what he did last season against top six and what he's doing now in the Champions League. Um, so so let's see how he sets up. But I think we need to definitely go for it. Um, he needs to start Pogba. Uh, Pogba had a, had a good game yesterday. Uh, had a good assist and and, and yeah, he controlled the midfield quite well uh, with Matic and and obviously the energy of Fred. Fred 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 is the first name on the team sheet now um, going forward because his energy is unmatched in the team. The, the amount of distance that he covers, he, co- he covered the most distance yesterday for, for Man United, and he's, he, he frustrates, um, you know, the other team, and, and he cuts, um, and 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 like with the th- first three goals yesterday, he was involved in every single goal yesterday uh, by either uh, making a tackle and passing on to the person that assisted the goal, or being the guy who actually assisted for for Rashford's um, uh, third goal. You know, so 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 Fred has has you know has, he's had what four or five. Um, starts uh, in a row, and he's played very well in every single game. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That it's it's yeah. interesting because he's had a he's had a tough go at a United um, mm-hmm. United career, really, and it's it's good to see it working out, or slowly working out for him. Yeah, One you, of your players, you know, they, though, what, yeah. I want to say the interesting thing with Fred is that last season, right uh, before lockdown, Fred was actually in contention to be uh, Man United Player of the Season, right? Uh, because he was in the midfield, Pogba was injured, uh, McTominay was injured, um, so it was just Fred, Matic, and then uh, Bruno got signed in, in, in Jan, 
and he had a good connection with Bruno. Uh, and then when Pogba came back um, post lockdown, he benched. And I think obviously that last eight, nine games post lockdown, never really got the, um, some game time. But last season, he was great for us, you know, in those big games, in um, us beating Man City, or we beat Man City what, three times last season. In every single game that we beat Man City last season, he was instrumental in, in those victories. Breaking down the play for for uh, for for us, and and in terms of um, setting up the, the counter attack. So uh, Fred has finally, I think, obviously in the last you know eighteen months, shown what what he can do for Man United, and 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 and, and shows why um, even even Pep wanted him when he left Shakhtar. Yeah, but there is there is a player though that is currently holds the most assists for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer since he's been in charge. He's on twelve right now. And he only joined the club in 2020, and he scored more assists than any other player since Ole's reign from 2018. And that is your man, Bruno Fernandes. So whatever happens on Saturday, it's going to be the the leader in the midfield that's going to be the difference there. Um, oh, in definitely. my opinion, yeah. yeah um, but, but but you 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 know you know what he can do. Um, you know that that pass that he gave for for Rashford yesterday for the second goal. Was was you know was quite a great pass, and he didn't think too much about it. Some of the, some of our fans have been, you know, Man United, Man United fans will irritate you on, on social media. You know, um, they they will say that Bruno make um, loses too many too many balls in terms of the passes that he makes, but he's in a position where he's supposed to make the the, the risky passes. You know what I mean? Um, because yeah, 100%. he plays, you know, he's not playing. 100%. He's playing. He's playing as a ten. When you play as an eight, you have to okay, you know, control the, uh, the the ball a bit more and be careful with it. But he's playing as a ten. As a ten, you need yeah. to play dangerous passes, and then you know, uh, in a game, one will come off and will lead the goal, uh, but five won't come off. You know what I mean? So that's what he's supposed to do, and he's playing high up the field, so he can make um, those passes and, and doesn't reach the target. You know? Yeah, definitely. But the time has now come. The time has now come for the prediction stage. Before the predictions, there. Marcus uh, asking a question there. Uh, yeah. Whether you think uh, people are going to start parking the bus because of this uh, madness uh, in goals, Liverpool conceding yeah, right. seven. But I think, yeah, I think, but I think it it would be more specific uh, to the teams themselves because uh, I don't think any manager is going to just. I understand where the question is coming from. You know, I, don't, I know what you mean. But I think, yeah, I think it will definitely be uh, specific to the team. If you look at, like, Arsenal, for instance, I don't think we haven't... Con- con- we're, not, we're not scoring... Well, Liverpool opened us and ripped us apart. We had no chance there. Naturally. Um, yeah, but then the other teams... Not naturally, but... <laughs> <laughs> but the other teams, it was just one... I don't even... I don't know if we did concede two this season. I don't think so. But, yeah, I think Arsenal, what Arsenal will be looking at is trying to get in more goals, and that's what we need. At the moment, but no, I think defensively fine. No, but I Man understand United, where that that yeah, question does come from, Marcus, because yeah. because if you look at a a Burnley, the way they frustrated Spurs, um, and then what we had Man United and Chelsea zero zero, um, we had City mm. and West Ham one one, um, what Newcastle one uh, one with with Wolves, um, you know Liverpool two one against okay that's that's three goals two one against Sheffield, but yeah I think I think now. The teams are going to be, you know, set up a bit more, not not defend, not park the bus, you know, as he's putting it. But I think they will, their tactics will will be geared to uh, towards more, don't concede first and foremost, and then in the second half, 
obviously then we can we can attack obviously but that's obviously the teams yeah. that, that, Look, that, uh, that can't control the matches you know um your, yeah, I think your, castles were set up, your, your castles were set up like that because they can't you know attack from the Yeah. Easy does it. Easy. Does it. <laughs> but, I, but I think it's a natural human reaction. It's like if you have a child and you start feeding it a lot and it becomes obese, what's the next thing you're going to do? You're probably going to be too extreme because you're a bad parent and you're probably just going to stop feeding it. You know, I think that's the same sort of thing as what's happening. We've been letting in, the, we've been seeing the goals and the managers are like, oh, we need to slow it down a little bit. Let's do the inverse. Let's get our defense right and nick one goal. Because let's be honest, the team, the big enough teams only need one goal. They can revert back to the early 2000s and 2004 when Mourinho came in there at Chelsea Stamford Bridge. You just, one goal is enough. Is it as entertaining for us? Probably not. So maybe it's not the best strategy in terms of viewers not being in stands and having to pay a 15-pound pay-per-view. So they need to keep scoring goals. So if they're deciding that, it's not a good idea. But to the point, predictions, predictions, Burnley, Chelsea. We're going to start with Rich and we're going to move to Wonga and Nick. Celo, let's hear it. Rich, what do you think is going to happen there? Uh, I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. I just think Burnley really, really need a result. It's at Turf Moor. Um, they have got some bulldozers up front, and Chelsea haven't really been unbelievable this season. They haven't set the season alight, so I'm going to go 1-1. 1-1? Oh, Wonga? Oh, it's massive. Oh, um, I... I think, uh, yeah, I'll also go with uh, Richie's one. I think 1-1 as well. <laughs> is it me? <laughs> I think <laughs> it is me. I'm <laughs> going with... Uh, Nick's, I'm Nick's going busy with checking the... his hair out because he's going out after this. So he's just trying to uh, see if his hair looks good. And that's why he's lost focus. Continue, please. I'm Let's going with a 3-1 win for Chelsea. I, I think they'll have enough. I think once they, they break through and get the first one, I think it will be floodgates. I, th- I think it'll be I think it'll be two one to Chelsea. Um, they will struggle initially, uh, but then I think eventually in the second half um, that um, Burnley might get a bit um, fatigued. Um, yeah, probably will start out like a one nil to to Chelsea, and then Burnley will, will throw it back and make it oh, one. Uh, and then Chelsea will get a winner within the last 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah I've, I've got a. In the camp that Chelsea will get something just because I think the players are buzzing now. And if they will get the, if he gets the right formula right, so I'm going to go not as high. I'm going to say a 2 0 win to Chelsea. Rich, the next one's for you, man. Oh, Scott says 3 0 to Chelsea. Yeah, there we go, guys. I think everyone, if you guys are going to be placing bets, it seems like the common, unless you want to make money, go with what Rich said a draw. A draw will probably give you good odds. Um, next game, though, Liverpool. Versus West Ham at home for or at Anfield anyway. Rich, what do you think is going to happen here? Look, I mean, it's going to be an incredibly tough game, but I think we've got a glimmer of hope just due to the fact that you guys are really thin at the back. So I'm going to go with my yeah. heart over my head and I'm going to say a 2-2 draw. It's going to be an incredibly difficult game, but we've shown that we can take on the big boys this season. So I'm going to be confident, 2-2. Yeah, I see. Um, I also see West Ham getting a goal there. Um, I see Messi getting a back heel there for us this game. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to put in... Uh, but I think yes, Scott. I, think, I love I, it. I know Liverpool are definitely the better team in this. Uh, so I'll definitely say 2-1 to Liverpool. I'm going to go with... Sorry. <laughs> that's that's like, like he's going out. He's making his head. You come on, you watch the show, and then you make the comments about his head, and all he's focused on is his head. 
Yeah, keep okay, going. So I'm going go, to go with a, a draw. I'm also going to go with a 1-1. I do think... I just think the league's crazy. I know um, yeah. Matt, said, Matt said last week that the league might have been sober enough, or he said a couple of days ago it might be sober enough and the right results are coming. But I think with that Fabinho injury, I think it might just shake things up at, in the Liverpool camp. And I think if there's any, if there was a better time to play Liverpool, I think it's in the next sort of few weeks if you're going to try and get something. So let's. I'm going to go for a one-one. I think Marcus. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I agree with Nick and Marcus, um, and 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 Rich, uh, with 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 the, with the whole draw. Um, I say a one-one draw. I think yeah, being your factor, um, will definitely lead to 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 West Ham getting a goal. Um, and then I think uh, West Ham will. David Moyes, I think he wants to prove a point. You know, I think in these big games, he's trying to prove a point. You know. Um, I think obviously the only one where he was opened up was the Spurs game, but um, even that he obviously he 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 I think you know him actually getting coronavirus was actually a blessing in disguise to analyze what what's going on with his team better. Uh, so I think yeah, one, a, a, a one one a one one draw, one one draw, cheapers. I'm gonna have to back my team, seeing as no one else is. Yeah, I'm gonna obviously go. Hey, with I said two one. Oh, thank you, Wonga. Wonga said two one. one. Sorry, man. Sorry. You know, I'm getting so... Just like Nick is consumed with his hair, I'm getting confused, like, consumed by it too. So sorry about that. No, no, no. I agree with you, Wonga. I'm also... I'm leaning towards... You know, obviously, Liverpool have to win this game. Um, so I'm saying 2-1 Liverpool, possibly 3-1, depending if Jota plays on the right because he loves coming in at the back post just to tap it in there, just to seal it right at the end there. Hey, Rich. Just, just 90th minute tap in, game done. Okay, time to go home. Quick shower, lads. Go home and see your missus. Okay. Next game... <laughs> Um, Newcastle, Everton, the big one there for, for poor Nick. Rich, um, I'm gonna uh jump on the side of the tune and and go. If, I reckon they grab a point. I just think you know oh. the the Southampton result was quite sobering for Ancelotti, and the Premier League has served up some really interesting games this season. So I got to support my boy below me. You know, a one-one. I don't know. That doesn't sound too good when you say it out loud. But sure, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think also I think uh, Newcastle can get a win, especially if they um, uh, do exactly like uh, Nick was saying. <laughs> um, if they're playing, uh, what's his name, uh, Andy Carroll up front, and they just they just play the way they know it to play it. I mean, they can definitely play it the best way in, in the Premier League because they've got the man to do it. Um, and I think, yeah, they could get a result. Everton losing a lot of players just from red cards. Uh, and it's you can see it's actually it's pretty much put a dent in what they were doing. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give a result 2-0 uh, to, to Newcastle. Oh! Oh! Away the lads. I said I want Andy Carroll to play. I don't think he will play. Uh, so, like, I hope just, he does. If they do. They'll say the same thing. If they do. But I, I do yeah. think more than likely he's going to set up the same way as he did. And we more than likely will just have to play on the percentages and... I do think uh, luck will be on our side, and I'm going to go for a two-one win. Uh, double a double from uh, Wilson. Two goals for the team. Uh, I, th- I think it's going to be a draw. I think it's going to be a one-one draw. Um, I think um, Luca Dean uh, not playing at left back. I don't even yeah. know who's the best at left back for 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 them. Um, and then you've got also, to say Maximum running at him then, and that's going to be yeah, tricky. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Whoever's yeah. understudy is going to have, have a tough time. 
And then, they, and then the previous game they didn't have um, Seamus Coleman, and they also didn't look good um, by playing. Coleman's out. Coleman's also out. Yeah. So, yeah. so they played Ben Godfrey out of position at right back, um, and and wasn't it didn't work out well. So I think uh, a one-one. Um, yeah, that's a one-one. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking if you guys are playing fantasy, um, Scott Woodhouse saying that uh, Calvert Lewin's going to get a hat trick um, worth worth gambling on. If if you on that side of the, the blue side of Merseyside, for me I share the same sentiment as Selo. Uh, going with one one largely because Everton have a good first team. They, their squad is thin at the moment. It hinges on the fact as to whether or not James plays because for me he's that difference in terms of quality feeding it to Calvert Lewin. But overall, I think um, Newcastle have the potential to make it a very very dull game and walk away with the points. So that's that's what I'm leaning towards. Thanks, coach. Thanks, bro. Thanks. <laughs> 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 the first time they want to say you're gonna lose, man. So you're gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so last uh, we, we're gonna do. Let's go with the Spurs game. Spurs Brighton. Oh yeah. Rich. yeah. Um. You know, it's it's a weird one, this, because Brighton have been a bit of a bogey side for Spurs in the last couple of seasons at home. But I just reckon, you know, the, the form that Kane and Son have been showing this season is too much. And I watched the Brighton-West uh, Brom game the other night, and Graham Potter's side were poor, especially in the second half. So I reckon I reckon 3-0 three, three Spurs. Yeah, um, I heard Maruna talking today, saying that uh, Gareth Bale coming, he looked like he's coming back in form. Um, gave good comments about everything about him. Um, I, I don't, I mean, I don't think he'd be slating him as well, but yeah, he, he seems Gareth Bale is back. And if Gareth Bale can play today, start, he's starting today for sure. And if he can yeah, start, he's meant to be playing weekend, tonight. Yeah, and he's probably going to try to also give him a run the week on after, if I mean, the, the game after. Um, so yeah, if you're playing those three together, Kane, Son, ah. I don't even I don't even worry about what they're conceding. I'm pretty sure they'll give it. They, they're losing they're losing one nil already. Losing one nil already. Yeah, but if Bale's playing, they're probably gonna get back. So I'd say uh, three, 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 one as well. Yeah. I see Scott saying the same yeah. thing. I think um I think for me that Son Kane is just it's an unreal actually, just in terms of what they can pull out the hat. So I'm going to go with a 2-0 conventional win away from home. Um, so yeah, 2-0. I think I think I think a 2-1. Um, yeah, with 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 um, Kane assisting for Son or Son assisting for Kane. Um, so yeah, 2-1 to 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 Spurs. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm on the fence a little bit with this because when I'm unpacking all of it, I'm going cool. I want to see Bale come on and just because if Bale, if we see a fully fit Bale, which we know he isn't, but if he is and he joins that that beautiful duo romantic relationship that you know and romance on the field. I don't know what happens behind closed doors, but between Kane and Son, if we see that. Wow, I think it doesn't matter what Brighton do because defensively, I don't think they're good enough. They're pretty side. They they're delicate on the ball. They look good. They make yeah. nice like their passing patterns are lovely to watch. But they don't have mm. what Mourinho says. They don't have um, you know the steel. Arguably enough, you could argue you could say that Spurs don't have the same either. But I think they have a little bit more than what Brighton do. But my man, if if Lallana decides to show up, I think they're in trouble. But my overall prediction with them. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna be there. He's gonna be in and around there. You know, he'll pop up. You know, the man loves pressing, so he'll put some guys under pressure there. And we know that Spurs don't have a great centre back pairing, so if he puts him under pressure, then maybe something can happen. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with the two 0 Brighton score, and then 
Rich, we're going to end off with the big one. And this is no pressure to you because you've got two eyes, or actually four eyes watching you. One of their hearts are going to sink and one of them, they've just met you, but one of them might like you more than the other. So yeah. Arsenal, oh, Man United, Arsenal, what are you saying here? Look, um, I'm sorry, Wanga, but I just I just feel that Man United are going to be too strong on this one. They're full of confidence after they win. I'm going to go 3-1 United. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. Um, look, playing against Liverpool, um, the other small teams we did well. I think we held them well. But then we played against Liverpool and we were, were nowhere. It's, I watched the game and there was, just, there was hope. Maybe, you know, scratch something, scrape it. Um, and that... Our defense against the Liverpool against the Liverpool uh, attack. Um, I think you can maybe you can't really compare them to Man United, but I mean Man United do have a strong attack as well. Um, you've got you've got Rashford, you've got Greenwood who's also good as well, and you've got a Bruno Fernandes. Um, so I think yeah, they they could get something against us. Uh, Man United also as well have a got a penalty in them. Uh, but maybe Leno will save it, hopefully. Penalty or ten, maybe. Uh, yeah, penalty <laughs> ten. But you're honestly <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna go go on my heart with this one. And I say Arsenal will get a will will keep a clean sheet, uh, keep it clean, and uh, Aubameyang will put one in the top bin. One 0 to Arsenal. Jeepers! I don't know because you need the win, <laughs> and you need the win. I think, I think for me, for me, I think um, there's goals in this game. I see. I see Man United being exploited at the back. Um, and I see Man United's firepower up front finally sort of exploiting Arsenal properly. So I, I'm actually going to go with a 2 2 draw. I, I think there's going to be goals. 2 um, 2. That's, that's oh. my prediction. Yeah, I, I, think, I think we just, um, I don't know. No, Obama is not back to his form yet, but uh, I, I feel that. Uh, we're going to win. Um, I'll give us... Uh, maybe I'll be kind and be 2-1. But um, actually, it's going to be 3 Kind? 2? 3? It's going to be 3-1. No <laughs> but I'll be kind and, make it, and just make it a 2-1 um, to, to, to United. No way. 2-1 yeah. to United. I'm, you know, I'm, there's, there's a little needle in my mind. It's doing this at the moment. It's going back and forth, back and forth. The only thing that's bringing me to the United camp is the fact that they've surely they have to be confident. They've just hit five. They've just hit five goals. Their players are doing all right. My, Rashford's living the dream off the field. You know, like people are going to put him in the Times magazine of, of like as person of the year and that's somehow filtering into his game. So for me, I think there's just too much at the moment going right for a United. I, you know, I want to see Wonga's comments if Arteta does upset the set to make Ole Gunnar and Solskjaer cry. Also, one thing I need to comment before I make my prediction is if you look at Solskjaer, whenever they do well, I'm so glad that he is United's manager because I despise the guy again. Like, I despise United again. With Mourinho, I was like, oh, I like Mourinho. So I was kind of not sure. But with Solskjaer there, I don't like him. And he pulls this, like, little greedy face. Have you seen him, guys? Like a little fat kid eating a cookie. Like, when they score goals, like, yes, yes, I like it. Anyway, my prediction, I'm probably going to go a 2-1 win. A 2-1 win to uh, United. That's what I'm going with. Yep. No ways. They're not going to get two goals, guys. <laughs> two. Man United get one goal at most. One goal. At one most. goal. So at what are you most. saying? One, one goal, one, one. No, at most they're getting one goal. That's all I can say. But, so, but, but you went... Wonga said they'll keep a clean sheet. That, that, yes. that, 
craziest statement ever. If you I don't keep a cliche, it's one I goal. Rashford you, gets in, or they get a penalty. I, I understand you backing your team to win, but at least back your team to win in a in a in a, in a realistic manner. You can't keep it. <laughs> oh, oh. Say okay, you win, the you game win, will speak for itself. Say you win two one, but not say you win one more. Come on, one man. <laughs> say you win we'll two one. We just see the weekend. I doesn't feel bad this season. There's no way they're getting two goals past us. Not Man United. This is, I've got to say, this is the most confident I've seen Arsenal give a prediction. So, you know, I give what am I saying? Wonga give an Arsenal prediction. Guys, I want to say thank you very much for joining me today, for joining us on Pre-Match Muti. This is the squad. Uh, Rich, thank you so much for making an appearance. We really appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you again. Wonga, say your prayers. Speak to Arteta. Send the facts. Sell or, I don't know, keep feeding Solskjaer cookies. It seems to be working. And Nick, I don't know, that fact. <laughs> I told you, a fact is going to work with Steve Bruce. And um, thanks, thanks everyone for watching. We really enjoyed you guys having, uh, having you with us. And yeah, we'll see you guys on Tuesday 4. For what, guys? The cool down. The cool down, the cool down, bro. We've really got to work on that. Let's try it again. And Rich, you can join as well. What, what are we going to see you guys on Tuesday for? The cool Three, down. two, right? The cool down. Uh, We've got to say the cool down. Yeah, yeah, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, all right, cool. All right, we'll work on that. Cheers, everybody. Thanks a lot.